Okay, so let's begin our violent transition into hockey talk. Violent? Yeah. Uh, with the Bruins. Oh, it's, yeah, not, just, it's not too it's violent. Just, hey, Oscars talk, Charlie Day, it's Bruins. A, it's a, let's go. It's Bruce a 180 degree turn. We just made it. All right, here we go. We U-turned into the Bruins. Since firing Claude Julian. They're 5-1. and one. They're cruising. They're 5-1 and one right now. Cruising and they're for lo- bruising. They're looking good. The pace is up. The effort's there. Seems like their heart's in it now for a change. They didn't give up uh, third period goals They They did not the lose Kings. a third period lead against the Kings, which was something you wanted to see this team do because we knew that they the actually piled on there. goals in that game. Right. Which is a, <laughs> Guess what, Claude? That's a form of defense. That's a form of defense to protect your lead by adding to it. Right. Holy crap. Like, <laughs> like whoever thought that you might be able to win games by adding to your lead instead of going up one goal and then just giving up. But I, Who would have thought? I also like the, the speed of the game that they're playing with, the pace. I mean, So it, much faster. Yeah, p- uh, puck movement, no wasting time. I didn't and even that, know that this team could skate this fast. But, Dave, that's the point. Like The translation has to be there. you got to move away from does, what doesn't work anymore to you know, kind of going with what the NHL exactly. is. And that's and finesse Mark, and speed. I've got to make a point about the Canadians. Yes. Because they're still struggling. Why? <laughs> For that exact freaking reason. Yep. They decided to go from one defensive coach to the same guy in Claude Julian. Who speaks and they're French still too. struggling. This is this has been completely flipped on its ear for the Bruins. Yep. And I don't want to get overzealous about it because they still are out of the playoff picture. Okay, they're still tied with Toronto and Five Florida. Points, right? with, and they both still have games. Uh, we still have games in hand on those guys. I think that's five points between the... No, no, no. The Bruins are tied uh, oh, for are that tied. final spot in the uh, Atlantic uh, and in the wild card with Florida. And uh, and I believe Toronto is tied with them as well at right, 68 points. Right, and they have an uh, easy stretch the next four games, correct? The next four games are huge for the Bruins. Okay, so let me give you the next four games. And this is, this is they got to win all four, in my opinion. Yeah, here. yeah. You've got to take advantage of the drebs of the league. And here it is. The next four games, you've got Dallas, all right? And then after that, you're going up against Detroit, Arizona, Carolina, Buffalo. Okay? Yeah. Those teams, respectively, 26th, 29th, 27th, and 21st in the What's, NHL. How's Dallas doing? Are they up there still? Dallas is in first place in the Western Conference. <laughs> okay. So, They're very good. Oh. All right, so after Dallas, you've got to win some games. Okay? But Dallas is a statement game. I, da- I, absolutely. But if they, dropped, if they drop a game to Dallas, okay. It's but okay. You, yeah. You've then got to, to sweep those next four games that you have next week. Uh, I'll tell you what. The Anaheim game was impressive, um, and also the Kings game. They played their A game against the Kings. Absolutely, they came they out did. firing all cylinders. You know, like we talk about the puck movement, but it's one thing to pass the puck; it's another thing to put it in the net. We're actually seeing goals. We're actually seeing you know no fourth line out on the power play. And Mark, we're seeing creativity, and we're in also their, in their plays. We're also their playmaking is through the roof right now. Backup goalies winning games. Holy crap. (laughs) And this is what I mean by it's turn on its ear. They have done things under Bruce Cassidy they haven't been able to do under Claude Julian for years. Okay? So, yes, there was a concern that, you know, this team was going to go to this offensive style under Cassidy and they might not be able to play good enough defense. Throw that out the window. They locked it down defensively on Wednesday against the Kings. They had a great third period in which they were able to add to their lead and lock it down defensively. Great game. That's a statement game for the Bruins. That, that to me, was one of the bigger tell-all signs that this team is going to make a run at the postseason going forward. And, and Dave, you know what I like about this team the most is that the defensemen are getting 
into it on They're the involved. offensive side. They're stepping up. It's a risk that you take, but Bruce but Cassidy is allowing his team to take risks in order to make plays. Like and Colin guess Miller. What? They're making plays. Colin Miller is sniping. Like, whoever thought he had that kind of a shot? Well, he was supposed to, right? He was supposed to be this sort of guy who comes over yeah, to your team, gives you a spark on offense, even though he's on the blue line. But guess who was holding him back? Claude. Claude Julian. Claude. Now that you got a guy that's going to let this guy play right. to his skill set. You don't have to play Jimmy Hayes. All of a sudden, you're seeing <laughs> Colin Miller become the defenseman we thought he could, which is an offensive defenseman, a, a puck-moving defenseman who's got a cannon He's from the blue line. He's got a rocket. Brandon that, Carlo, that's same a thing. Howitzer like I've never seen uh, from this team. And, and I, I think uh, Cassidy understands, like, with the roster he has, he has to make adjustments. And he did make the right adjustments. And it didn't take, you know... Uh, three weeks to figure this out. Well, it literally I mean. took days. It happened right away. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. It turned on its ear right away for this team. All of a sudden, they're skating faster. They're making plays. The goals are are pretty goals as opposed to these they're garbage awesome. goals that you get by that shooting, play? shooting 40 shots a night and crashing the net and scoring one time. Oh, good. That's a recipe for success. No. Make plays, get good shots, quality opportunities, and finish. That's what this team's been doing. And let me just tell you a couple things they've done under Cassidy that they never did under Claude. They won on the West Coast. They were 1-8 and eight in the past three seasons against West Coast teams. They're 2-1 under Cassidy. Wonder why. They had one victory with the backup goalie. One. They're 2-0 two two. Oh <laughs> with Anton Udobin and then under Bruce Cassidy. Offense. Right? They're, offense. They're scoring goals. They also went on a four-game win streak with Bruce Cassidy. Claude, the highest win streak they had this year? Three, Three games. So the, under Bruce Cassidy, this team's ready to go. They got energy, and they're playing better. Get ready for a playoff run by this team. Wrapping up our number two here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire. Don't go anywhere. Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, Dave Pollard, and Mark Lazelle. Oh, you suck. You suck. <laughs> the Sports Blast. Every Saturday from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Third and final hour here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com as we continue on with the Bruins talk, going from one trade deadline to another. Hockey deadline coming up uh, on Wednesday, I believe, 3 p.m.? Wednesday. 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 What do the Bruins have to do, or will they do anything? Uh, They shouldn't do anything substantial. Take a page out of Danny Ainge's book? Yeah, don't be fooled by, you know, this team going on a nice little run here under Bruce Cassidy. There's still a ceiling for the talent on this roster, and it ain't a deep cup run. You're not going to make a cup run. Do not give away any of your assets to try to make a cup run like you did last year when you tried to get Lee Stepniak and John Michael Lyles to get you over the hump. Yeah, That was dumb. That was stupid. When Danny Ainge says, like, Band-Aids, um, you know, you can kind of say the same thing with the Bruins. They don't need Band-Aids. No. Um, if anything, they can most certainly look into maybe going after a young defenseman. Sure, um, they could sell. They, they could, could sell. They could sell at the deadline, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Don't give up assets, young players or draft picks, to add to this roster. Because now you're at a point... Where you haven't made the postseason for the last two years, and I understand that ownership wants to get into the playoffs, you've got a chance to do that with the talent on this roster. You can make it in, you're going to be a low seed, you're going to have a tough first round matchup, but I think that the way this team is playing now, 
it's it's borderline where you can say it's for real, okay? That this is this team's ceiling and they can compete with other teams in the league. Close so to it. So if yep. you get into the first round of the playoffs, you'll give a team a series, okay? Especially if it's if because right now. And I'll have to bring up the standings just to check it, but the Atlantic Division is up for grabs. It is. I All think right? it's only like four or five points between the Bruins and the, the top guy there. Uh, which is Montreal, and they're free-falling, all right? So right. Uh, as the internet sucks right now, I'm, I'm trying to pull that up. But just to add to uh, what we were originally discussing, the Bruins can sell, all right? And they've got some chips. If you're looking around the league and there's a cup contender that needs a defenseman to bolster their blue line crew, please... Look at trading Chara. Like, for the love of all things holy, you've got to look at trading Chara. I've been saying this for three years now. Yeah. All right? You've got to look at this guy and get something in return for him before his contract's up at the end of next year, and he's a 40-year-old defenseman who's more likely to retire at the end of next year than to sign another contract. Don't let this guy walk away, because some team out there who wants to win a cup and is like that one little piece on the blue line away will spend something for Chara. That might just be a second-round pick. It could be the Blackhawks. It could be... I don't think you're getting a first-round pick for him, but yeah. you, know, it, you can get a, at least a draft pick, maybe a young player, in return for Chara. Right, and... The whole point of this deadline, in my circumstances, of course, I think that Cam Neely and Don Sweeney waited too long to, you know, give Cassidy the reins. But at the same time, let's not pull the trigger off of, you know, David Krejci and all these guys because now there's a development through the process. They have a good coach in Cassidy, but now they have a different scheme. So now that the players are progressing with the scheme, like Krejci, who is coming out of nowhere recently, you know, yeah, he looks revitalized under Cassidy. Exactly. So players that we were talking about, you know, you have to trade these guys. You don't necessarily have to make the move just to make the move anymore because now Claude's out of you know out of the management. So now you can recognize who fits Cassidy's system. It's a puck. You know, it's a lot of movement with the puck. You know, you got a lot of young defensemen, which is great to build off of. And I agree with Dave. If you can somehow trade Chara, trade the old chip to get a new chip, it will be beneficial moving forward. So I, I think it's the way to go to maybe stamp, stamp Pat or to trade Chara or any of those chips that you feel like you can get the most bang for your buck for. Yeah, the last thing this team wants to do is sell away their picks or any of their young players to try and add to this year's roster in order to make a playoff run. You're not good enough. You're not good enough, and you are you actually now are in a position, and I know I've given Sweeney and Neely a ton of crap, but you're now actually in a position where if you do things the right way, you're in the process of a pretty nice rebuild here. You're you're Now, now your farm system... You're not really rebuilding. You're, you're kind of just... You're well, rebuilding yeah, off you of the are re- you are the rebuilding fly. though. Exactly. You're you're sort of doing the you know the You're thing taking where lift off almost. You're treading water a little bit here yeah. because you still have veteran players like Bergeron, like Krejci, Marchand, Tuka. You know, those guys are gonna be able to to lead your young core into maybe a seventh place, eighth place spot in the East. Yes, you can be competitive. But it shouldn't be the the game plan mm-hmm. to go into the playoffs with the expectation that you're going to win and, and at the deadline, therefore, add something that's going to take away from your youth. 
Do not do that because right now you're building up some of your prospects. All right, you've got plenty down the pipeline now. Charlie McAvoy is supposed to come up and be a stud. Yeah. We're, we're waiting for that guy. He'll be impacting this team as soon as next year. He's killing it. He's going to be. He will be a number one defenseman when he gets here. Uh, Jakob Zaboral is another guy who has looked great. Uh, for the Providence Bruins and in the junior leagues, he's another defenseman coming up through your ranks. Uh, uh, Zach Senishin is going to be a guy that you're looking at for offense. All right, They've got players in the pipeline. They've got plenty of pick stockpiled. Use them. All right, Let these players develop. Yep. You don't have a coach, include Julian anymore, that can't deal with or develop young players. And, so now you've got a guy in Bruce Cassidy who, if, you're, if your plan is to keep him around long term and you want to sign him next year, you've got a guy that can work with a young roster. So, so go with that. Just st- stick with one game plan. You know what I mean? If you're going the, the route of a rebuild, you still have a bit of a window with Bergeron, Marchand, Krejci. That, you know, Bergeron's 29. He's the oldest of these guys on offense that you're really going to want to have around in your core still. And hopefully, you know, they don't get too old. To the point where when these younger players develop, Bergeron's already burned out. You know, you don't want that to happen. No. But you've got a nice little thing going with your farm. Yeah, so you got to say. Keep it building. Keep building your prospect pool and, and just keep trying to develop these young players. Because it looks like, based on what you hear in stories, they're doing a good job of drafting. Yeah, and you got to stay on track because, like you said, Bruce Cassidy, you know, I, I think they think highly of him. Because, you know, he was through Providence and now he's through Boston. So I think Don Sweeney is actually trusting him more than ever over Claude Julian. I I think the system that he has in place, he fully believes that the Bruins can make a run. But he's got to be sure to do the right thing with the roster. You don't want to just make a trade just to make it. No. So so with that being said, they have a lot of youth, right? You got to get rid of the old guys. And the old guys are Chara. Right, it could be it could be a Krejci. It could be Krejci, but at the same time, you don't want to really touch that because Krejci's actually progressing with the system. Well, I would I Slightly. I would give up Krejci if the right price came along. Let's but put it that Shattenkirk, way. Shattenkirk, he just signed um, a deal, but yeah, that's a that's an interesting story with Shattenkirk because the Blues are so desperate not to lose another guy to free agency. They just lost David Backus to the Bruins in free agency last year. They're so desperate not to lose him for nothing that they're trying to get a long-term deal signed with him so that they can do a, a, a makeshift sign-and-trade. It's not a legitimate me- mechanism in the NHL like it is in the NBA where you can sign-and-trade a guy, but you can still sort of go through those wor- uh, through that process. The Blues are trying to get Shattenkirk signed to a deal so that a team will give up a little bit more because at the end of this year, Shattenkirk's deal is up. He'll be a free agent, so they don't want to lose him for nothing. But they have no leverage unless they sign him to a long-term deal. Then a team will say, okay, we know we're going to have him for the next five years. We'll give you a little bit more in return. But I think that Shattenkirk, believe it or not, may be interested in becoming a Bruin because he's turned down side and trades to Edmonton and Tampa Bay. Right. So that could be a guy that you have your eye on, but that's more of an off-season acquisition. Uh, I think that Krejci is a guy that, look, you you could get a team to bite on Krejci and give you a young player and a draft pick, you know? So I'm not looking to, to build to this year's team. I'm really not. I'm thinking that you've got to go all in on the rebuild. And I'm not saying get rid of Bergeron or Marchand. Those guys are too important. Krejci's not. 
Krejci's not, and I know he's had a couple good games here under Cassidy, and the system suits him well. So the value's higher now. The value's going to go up a little bit because he's had a couple good games here. Right. Look, uh, sell high on that guy if you can, all right? I like David Krejci as a player, and he's great when it comes to crunch time. He's been a good postseason performer, too. But if you can get something that's going to help your future, go ahead and do it with Krejci. Go ahead and do it with Chara. Those are the two guys that I would look at and say, okay, you're going to be worse. You're going to be worse off if you get rid of them, but your future is looking brighter if you get the right package for them. So, so I would, so I would, would do that. Would you do that trade for Shaq, Shattenkirk? If Depends it, on if what we have to give up. I don't think he'd have to give up much because, like I said, the Blues just don't want to get nothing for him. No, I'm saying Krejci. Would you give up Krejci for Shattenkirk and like a first round pick or a second? Uh, I wouldn't give up a pick if it was Krejci for Shattenkirk straight up. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm saying Shat- Shattenkirk and a first from Blues. Oh, yeah, but they won't do that. They won't do that? that, That's too much uh, for Krejci. Okay. Shattenkirk's the number one defenseman in this league. Yeah. All right? He is right there with the top... Uh, the the top defenseman in the league, best defenseman Duncan Keith gets or Shea Weber gets paid seven million. Uh, so the deal that St. Louis is looking to sign Shattenkirk to is going to be about six mil per year, which isn't bad. Yeah, it's like nineteen point five million total. Uh, I think that it was going to be over uh, three. The years. deal that was there for when he was potentially going to go to Edmonton, I know, was for uh, six years, six million per. So it was somewhere somewhere around the forty million overall. Uh, that's the deal that Chattenkirk's going to get. What's interesting about it is that he turned it down, even though that's what he will get on the free agent market. So that says to me that Chattenkirk has an idea of where he wants to go. He wants to go to a winning team. I don't know if or- it's so much a winning team, as there's been rumors out there that Chattenkirk is interested in Boston. He's He went to BU, played in BU. He's a New York guy, so his family's uh, from at least this area of the country, sort of. Northeast. I, I think that there are a few select teams on the list, and Edmonton and Tampa aren't them. I think the Bruins could be on his short list. So, yeah, I think that there could be a deal to be made there for Shattenkirk. Uh, but when you're the Bruins looking at it, you know, why give something up if the Bruin, if the Blues are so handcuffed that they're trying to sign and trade him? Why not just let it blow past the deadline? If they don't get rid of Shattenkirk, you can sign him in free agency without having to give up anything if yeah. you're the Bruins. No, and I, I like that mentality too, but you always take a risk in him going on to another team. Totally. Um, because that could be that other team could be like a New York Rangers. or. But the hope, right? But the hope is there. The hope is that the Bruins have tampered with this. Yeah. You, and that they know that Shattenkirk's going to come here. You, I, th- I do believe, based on what I've heard, you got that sources? Sh- that Shattenkirk could be a Bruin. I'm not saying I have uh, the most validated sources <laughs> Inside on the people. planet, yeah. but uh, I have talked to some people who uh, deal with the Bruins, Yep. and hopefully Shattenkirk will be a Bruin at some point. Uh, I do think that he, the Bruins are on the shortlist. Let's put it that way. The Bruins are on Shattenkirk's shortlist. Top three. This is a team Shattenkirk would want to come to. He's going to be a number one defenseman for a while. He's 28 years old. So, yes, if you can go ahead and get Shattenkirk, mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. And he's a scoring defenseman, too. So that uh, He's all around good. But I'm just, All around good. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying that would fit the system, too, because they, they have oh, yeah. Colin Miller. They have Brandon Carlo. They're going to have McAvoy, you said, soon. So it, it's a good core to build around because then you get Chara out. McQuaid right. can you know go back you, down. You to essentially the... are replacing Chara for Shattenkirk, which is just getting younger. Right. You know at that spot, and Shattenkirk is no Chara in his prime, 
But Shattenkirk is a damn good defensive player in this league. He's a top 10 defenseman in this league for sure. Uh, the Bruins, in terms of their playoff run, here are, here are the numbers. Montreal, having played the same amount of games as the Bruins, is currently four points ahead of the Bruins, and they are in decline right now. They are free-falling from the top of the Atlantic Division. That's why I say the Atlantic Division is up, is up for grabs right now. So right now, the Atlantic, the three teams that would be in if the playoffs started today are Montreal with 72 points, Ottawa with 70, and Toronto. Tied with you at 68, but they have a game in hand on you. Bruins are better than Ottawa and Toronto. In my I believe mind. so, too. I don't know how Ottawa is doing this because they have no talent. They're like the Florida Panthers of last year. No idea how they're doing it. Uh, Craig Anderson did come back. His wife was battling cancer. He took some time off of hockey, came back. I've always liked Craig Anderson as a goalie, but I don't know if he can carry that team to the postseason. We've seen Ottawa uh, screw the Bruins before, though. Each of the past two years, it seems to be the Senators because they made that ridiculous March run two years ago and beat the Bruins out for that eighth playoff spot. Then last year, Ottawa didn't make the playoffs. However, they were the team that beat you 6-1 to one in that final game. So Ottawa likes to screw up the Bruins season. Yeah. All right, so uh, hopefully it doesn't come down to Ottawa and the Bruins right on that line at the end because I don't have any confidence no. in the Bruins taking up. Taking over that spot if it's Ottawa that they're up against. Ottawa just seems to have your number. Uh, Toronto, young team, talented, on the come. I don't know if they've got it. they got a great coach in, in Mike Babcock. Good I'd be interested to Connor see. McDavid. That I'd be interested to see in a postseason matchup yeah. if the Bruins took on Toronto. Because yep. right now they're kind of similar with the way that they're built. Uh, so I look at that and I say, look, the Bruins are there with 68 points. They're right in the mix. All right, for the wild card, Columbus got that number one wild card spot locked up. Forget it. The Metropolitan Division is so much better than you that Columbus, at 79 points, has that first wild card spot. The second wild card spot in the New York Islanders, 68. So Columbus has an 11 point lead in the wild card race. They're going to make it in. So right now, it's either going to be you've got to get in as one of those three Atlantic Division teams. Again, there's a four point separation between you and Montreal. You're tied with Toronto, and Ottawa's there at 70. The Islanders you're tied with for the wild card spot at 68. They have a game in hand on you as well. So you're right there. A lot of games to play. But you are right there. Yep. And that's the important thing. You've got 21 games left. If you're the Bruins, you, you can probably afford seven, eight losses yeah, eight. out of those 21 I'd games. i eight, yep. Because there's too many teams. Leapfrogging teams is not easy in general in this league. But when you're, when you're talking about... You know, it's those it's those four teams that I just mentioned, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, the Islanders, but it's not just that, because right behind you, nipping at your heels, is Florida and Philadelphia. Yep. So you got to watch out for those guys as well. It's not going to be easy to make the playoffs if you're the Bruins. You need to win a good amount of these games down the stretch if you want to make the playoffs. you got to go for it. You can't lose more than one-third of the rest of the season. Absolutely not. Can't do it. 21 games left. you got to win... 15 of those games. Make it happen. That'll get you in. 15 out of 21. That'll get you in. And this team, if they get there, it's hockey. It's not the NBA. So anything can happen. All right? I'm looking for this team to make it into the postseason as a wild card team. And then I want a series. I want a damn series in the postseason. And I think the Bruins, if they're if they're going in hot, if they make it, it means they went in hot. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We can agree on that. Winning streak. If they make it into the postseason, they've won a ton of games down the stretch. They're on fire going in. If that happens, I have some confidence that they can win a series. And they're beating good teams at that. Right, because they've got some tough games coming up after this. After this stretch of four games we mentioned last segment, where it's the Drebs of the league, I'm pretty sure the next uh, team up after that is uh, 
Ooh, I don't have it actually here. So uh, forget it. I'm not going to have any conjecture. But they've got a tough schedule coming up. I know Chicago's on that list. So, yeah, you've, you've got to win 15 out of the 21 games here down the stretch. Make the postseason and make it a first-round series. For the love of God, I need playoff hockey in my life. All right, quick break here on the Sports Blast. When we come back, we'll have five questions with Mark Lazell. Don't go anywhere.